Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Hand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable stories. Today's story is pretty much a history and a mystery. And it is a story that has many many twists and turns and it almost answers one of the most enigmatic questions in the history of true crime almost so here's how it goes The late 1800s was a terrible time to be in the city of London. It wasn't just terrible, it was also dangerous. Now the reason I say this was because in 1888 bunch of killings took place in the city of London. In 1888 five prostitutes were slain in a horrific fashion and then taunting letters were received by the police now the killer of these women remains to this date unknown but we know him very well by the name he signed his letters with that name was jack the ripper it was after these murders that london began living in fear and they had good reason because just a few years after these killings there would be another round of murders that would scar london afresh and these took place from 1891 onwards here's what happens the murders took place in a in a district of london called lambeth and Lambeth in the 1800s was known to be a hotbed for pubs it was known for music halls and it was known for the scourge of victorian society prostitutes in lambeth on this one particular evening there's a fruit vendor who's finishing up his work and as he is doing so he sees a prostitute stumbling down the road now he attributes this to her being drunk and he thinks not much of it but suddenly as he is watching her she keels over and falls face forward onto the road now as he is watching she is writhing on the road she seems to be in extreme amounts of pain he rushes up to her alarmed hoping to help her he manages to get her up and she gives him an address and he is able to take her to her boarding house now at the boarding house her condition worsens but even through that she is able to tell them what happened she says that she met this man he was tall he wore a silk hat and he was cross-eyed and this man offered her a bottle to drink this bottle was filled with this liquid which had this white powdery color she drank from this bottle and immediately things started going terribly terribly wrong Now she is rushed to the hospital but she dies before she can make it. Her name was Ellen Donworth. She was 19 years old and she was a prostitute. 
Now, the autopsy into Ellen Donworth's death begins and very quickly they find out the cause of her death. She died because of poisoning. And the poison that was used was a lethal, deadly poison called strychnine. Strychnine is an extremely potent poison and it can do extreme amounts of damage even in very, very small dosages. Now, at the inquest, as the coroner is reviewing Ellen Donwell's death, a very curious thing happens. He receives a letter. The writer of this letter claims that he knows who has killed Ellen Donworth, but he will only reveal this information if he receives 300,000 pounds. Now, this was a lot of money. It was the sum of money that would be equivalent to about tens of millions of dollars today. So, understandably, nobody replied to this message. But pretty soon after that, even weirder things start happening. Prominent citizens of London start receiving threatening blackmailing letters the writer of these letters claims that he has information that links them to the murder of ellen donworth and he will reveal this information if he is not given money to keep quiet now a lot of people went to the police and the police tried to look into it but they couldn't find anything about the writer or why he had written these letters and so the case subsided. But just five days after Ellen Donworth's demise, we're now at a different rooming house in Lambeth. And in this rooming house, there was a lady who was working there. Her name was Lucy. Now, Lucy remembers that there was a prostitute who used to room in this rooming house. Her name was Matilda Clover. And on this one night, she remembers that Matilda was escorted back to the rooming house by a very tall man who wore gold spectacles. She remembers that this man escorted Matilda back and Matilda waved out to him and said, Goodbye, Fred. Now the man turned around and disappeared into the night and Matilda went back out to get a drink. She came back to the rooming house later at night and then Lucy remembers being woken up in the middle of the night to blood curling screams. These screams were coming from the room of Matilda Clover. When they open the room, they find Matilda Clover writhing in agony. She's crying in pain. She's spasming on her bed. And she says that Fred had given her two pills, which she consumed, and immediately terrible things have started happening to her. Now, a doctor is called to attend to Matilda Clover, but he makes a fatal mistake. He chalks her condition down to alcohol poisoning. He assumes that she'll get better in the morning, and that's the end of that. Unfortunately, Matilda Clover would pass away at 9 in the morning, and Lucy would watch as this woman's face turned black as her life left her body. It wasn't very long after this that a cop was on a patrol in Lambeth. And as he's patrolling, he sees that a man has exited a boarding house. This man is a tall man. And he's got gold spectacles on. He's wearing a dark overcoat and he vanishes into the night. 
Now, as he sees this man vanishing, he suddenly hears screaming coming from the boarding house. He rushes up into the boarding house and he sees that there were two women. Their names Alicia Marsh and Emma Shrivel. Both of them are young and both of them were prostitutes. They were both in a bad way. They were spasming. They had these continuous writhing pain in their body. And they're rushed in a horse carriage to a hospital. Alicia doesn't make it. Emma manages to fight for six more hours before finally succumbing. Both of them had been killed with strychnine. What's more, after their deaths, another round of letters start going out to prominent personalities in London. Now, it's not just prominent people, it's also physicians this time. And the letter writer claims that they have something to do with the deaths of these two women. Now, before they had died, the two women had again given a little bit of a testimony. And what they had said was that they had gone out to dinner with a man. And this man, during dinner, had given the women three pills. He said that the pills would do wonders for their complexion. And as we know, that was not at all the case. These murders were mysterious, they were targeted, and they were horrific. And this, you must remember, is just a few years after Jack the Ripper. So London was on high alert, the police were under pressure, and they had to get a move on into this investigation. But try as they might, they couldn't find any leads. Who was this tall man? Who was Fred? They had no idea. All they knew that this man probably had something to do with medicine. Now, it would be a while later that a retired New York Police Department detective would meet a mysterious man at a party held by his friend. This man was a tall man who wore a silk hat and his name was Dr. Thomas Neil Cream. The two become friends and over the course of their friendship, Thomas Neil Cream starts revealing to John Haynes, who was the detective, retired detective from New York, starts revealing that he has an interest in these murders. Now he claims that this interest comes from just general interest that was driven up by the media thanks to Jack the Ripper and all these other gruesome things that were taking place in London at the time. But he offers to take John Haynes on a trip where he would show John Haynes the places where these victims used to live. Now on this trip, he shows him a house that belongs to Ellen Donworth and he says that Ellen used to live here. He then later takes him to another house and he says that Matilda Clover used to live here. And finally he says Lou Harvey used to live there. Now, John Haynes was a retired police detective, but he hadn't lost that instinct of a detective. He hears Thomas Neil Cream talk about these murders and he realizes that there is a discrepancy. You see, at the time, Matilda Clover wasn't considered to be murdered because the doctor had claimed that she had died of alcohol poisoning. And here was Dr. Thomas Neil Cream declaring 
her dead by murder what's more lou harvey wasn't even on the list of victims and here was this man claiming that she had been killed by the lambeth poisoner these were extremely strange occurrences and they lined up pretty well with what the police in london already knew because soon after matilda clover's death they had received a letter this letter claimed that the person who was writing it knew who had murdered matilda clover now of course even then the police knew that matilda clover hadn't been murdered so whoever was writing this letter clearly knew something that they did not now the letter writer was in their books as a suspect and with this new information from john haynes they started narrowing down on thomas neil cream what's more remember the cop who was on his beat when he heard the screams coming from the boarding house well he was on his beat when he saw a man who looked very much like the man that he had seen exiting the boarding house standing in an area that was frequented by prostitutes this man again turned out to be dr thomas neil cream now the police have found a suspect and they start tailing him and eventually they find grounds to arrest him when they do that they start looking into his records and when they do that they find out that they have caught a person who is far 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 more dangerous than they had first thought here's what they learned they learned that thomas neil cream had been born on may 27th 1850 he was born on this day in canada and eventually he had uh, enrolled into a college to study medicine now it was during this time that he had seduced a woman called flora brooks he eventually got her impregnated and then over the course of their relationship he proposed that he would perform an abortion on her this abortion was done extremely badly and she was in a very terrible state eventually her family take her to another doctor who is appalled by the condition in which she is now the family however did not get the hint and what they did is when dr thomas neil cream got his convocation from this university they went to him with guns and at gun point they told him that he will marry flora dr thomas neil cream does marry flora but then the very next day flora wakes up and she sees that one half of her bed is empty on it is a note the note says that he is leaving but he promises to stay in touch dr thomas neil cream had fled from canada and he goes to london now at london he begins to study medicine again but he doesn't get very far he's not very good at it and eventually he has to settle into becoming a midwife now while cream was in london in 1877 flora gets incredibly ill she's taken to a doctor and he asks her what happened to her and she says that her estranged husband had sent her some pills from london the doctor tells her to stop those pills and immediately her situation seems to improve but in august of that year she would mysteriously pass away her family maintains that it was thomas cream who had poisoned her from a different continent now 
for some odd reason thomas cream leaves london and makes his way back to canada now i don't know if he decided to do this symbolically or if there was any other reason but in canada he settles in a town called london ontario over here he starts up a, a practice as a as a medical doctor and a surgeon and as he is doing this there is a body found right next to his office this is the body of a woman called kate gardner and it was known that she had come to uh, thomas cream to get an abortion done he claims that he had told her that he was not going to operate on her and instead he told her to take her own life which is what he claims she did the coroners realized that she had been killed by chloroform but there was no chloroform around her to be found so they wondered how she had killed herself and vanished the reason for her death and as they were investigating it thomas cream did what thomas cream always used to do which is when things got hot he left soon after that chicago found a doctor who was a canadian immigrant who had set up practice he used to look at patients but then in his after hours he had started performing illegal abortions now it is in chicago that another spate of murders begins now the first victim turns out to be a prostitute who had gone to him for an abortion and then she was found dead in her tenement he's taken to court for this but then because of a good lawyer he is able to evade any kind of punishment after that another woman dies and and her death was attributed to these pills that she had gotten from a doctor who claimed that they would help her abort her baby and it's after that that a man called daniel stott passes away now daniel stott used to take medicines from dr thomas neil cream but he wouldn't go to the doctor himself he used to send his wife to collect his medicines now the wife had started visiting the doctor's office and eventually the doctor and the wife had started up an affair and after that when daniel stott found out and he got suspicious he had been sent a particular bunch of pills and these pills contained strychnine daniel stott dies but this time the investigation is thorough and they find out that the person who killed daniel stott was dr thomas neil cream he sentenced to 10 years in jail which he serves from 1881 to 1891 and 10 years later he exits the jail a very different man he's bleary eyed he's balding and he's addicted to opium he leaves the jail in 1891 and pretty soon after that he sails for england and he sets up a practice in a place called lambeth and pretty soon after that there was a spate of murders in lambeth and that's the person they've caught now in london he's put on trial and on trial a amazing thing happens while he's being tried a witness comes forward her name is lou harvey now lou harvey was a prostitute and Thomas Nilcream had met her. He had given her these two pills and he said that you must eat it. Now she suspected that something was wrong with these pills and she didn't want to didn't want to swallow them. So she pretended to swallow them but eventually took them out when he turned away and walked away from her. 
she threw them away but she always knew that something was horrifically wrong with this interaction and it was later when he was caught and he was tried for this that Lou Harvey came forward and she said that this man is the same man that I had met that night other strange things happened at this trial at one point thomas neil cream produces a letter that he claims was written by jack the ripper he says that this letter proves because jack the ripper himself has written saying that dr thomas neil cream is not responsible for any of these murders now as he is reading this letter out loud the jury start laughing and seeing them laugh dr thomas neil cream starts laughing himself it was a very desperate ruse and it did not work he is eventually sentenced by the jury to be hung unto death he spends his last days in a prison and in his last days he seemed to be almost cheerful the police authorities would later report that the day before he was hung he claimed to be in extremely good spirits in fact they could hear his cackling laughter on the day before he was hung and it was unto the day he was hung that the police kept trying to ask him where he got his hands on the strychnine and try as they might they couldn't coax it out of him now he's led to the gallows to be hung and as the noose is put around him he says his last words his last words turn out to be extremely enigmatic what he says is i am jack and then the noose silences him forever now is dr thomas neil cream jack the ripper well it may not be so because the canonical murders of jack the ripper took place in 1888 and during that time dr thomas neil cream was safely behind bars in america now people claim that he had bribed his way out because at that point in time the prison system was notoriously corrupt he had bribed his way out committed the murders came back and then was re-released now it's a very very long shot at this theory being true but there are several similarities both men seem to have this moral superiority they seem to be targeting prostitutes and most similar of all both of them wrote letters to the police and other prominent people now it may not be true that thomas neil cream was jack the ripper but in any case he turned out to be a second nightmare for a city already dealing with the first one and that's the story of the lambeth poisoner I hope you enjoyed it and if you did then please leave a like and a comment do let me know what other stories you'd like me to cover in the comment section below as usual this episode is brought to you by my career if you really support my career then do check the description for any shows that I'll be doing also 
every single episode of second hand stories is shot in front of a live audience in case you'd want to be a part of these live sessions then do consider becoming a member uh, it helps the channel and it's also a lot of fun so do try to become a member and come for these live sessions and until next time i'll see you take care and bye bye